Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggles of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Mark Purcell. And I'm Andrew Schrader. So this week we're uh, doing a little catch-up episode, a little solo episode here. Um, I haven't really talked to Andrew in what, Andrew? Like, what would you say? Oh. Like six months? Five months? Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah, it's been a while. Well, you were on the the roundtable episode for the 200th episode, but we, we basically, you know, we didn't really get to catch up or talk or anything. You just got to chime in a little bit which was nice yeah that was a fun episode yeah i want to do more of those like roundtable type stuff where we all get to say our thoughts on a broad topic or maybe a specific topic or something i don't know i think it's interesting i thought it went pretty well yeah people seem to like it i got good responses i'd never really done one like that before um so that was like a new thing but yeah it was cool it was cool yeah it's good to talk to everybody i met up with uh colin after you oh, know nice. los Feliz, and um yeah it was fun it's cool. Had you, had you guys met before? No. Oh, cool. No, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see a short. Yeah, me too. He won't share it until it's done. <laughs> right. He's being very protective of that thing. I mean, you know, whatever, fair enough. But I mean, it's like he's been working on that thing for so long. I'm excited for it. So what's been new? So last, like your episodes that are about to air, the where we really talked... Oh my God. Like, well, we talked to Jordan, but we didn't really talk about what you were doing back then. So I don't really remember the last thing. It was probably like back in October. Wow. Really? <laughs> wow, man. Time flies. And you were writing on, uh, writing, working on writing stuff. Um, I think you maybe had talked about like one of your stories getting optioned potentially, uh, for something. But, um, yeah, what's going on with you now? Like, what's what's the update? Have you, has anything you've written gotten made? Like, any big traction? Oh, yeah, you also talked about going out to agents and managers this year, potentially. So, I don't know. Any any, any update on that stuff? Yeah, I mean, we've... God, it's been a bunch of, bunch of random stuff. I mean, I guess since I talked to you, yeah, one of my stories is with a producer. Um, they have, like, a shopping agreement. And so, she's getting in front of... I forget which company she's going after. I think like Bloomhouse and, and a few others. And then, um, yeah, we were, we were pitching to Hulu for a, for a while, went through a pretty long process, um, pitching a, a horror film for one of like Hulu and Bloom, or I guess it's a Bloomhouse production, but Hulu, uh, distributes them. The, uh, one horror movie a month themed around holidays. So we were pretty deep into that and we didn't get picked up but we made it right to the end which was uh which was great oh wow and so i'm pretty happy with how that went and what was the holiday that it was gonna be for i think this we were doing one for november oh wow cool yeah and so what was that process like so maybe just for people who've never gone through this like myself um (laughs) what is it like so you do how does this start do you get them how do you get a meeting with hulu is it just through a friend or through some because you don't have a manager right now, right? You don't have an agent or anything. No, we don't. We don't have a agent or manager. No, this was through um, you know a buddy of ours that we went to college with. He's producing films for, I guess technically for Bloom House, um, and he's been doing God like one movie a month. I mean, they have it's it's such a crazy schedule. If you've watched the, um, I think it's called yeah, the series is called Into the Dark on Hulu produced by Bloomhouse and uh he had a couple he had like a spot or two to fill and he so we started meeting with him to throw around ideas and we developed one that he liked and uh just worked with him for couple of months and then um yeah so you basically you get the meeting from your friend what happens next do they ask for a treatment and and at that point do they hire you or do they just are you just trying to still like audition for the job yeah this is a little different i mean my friend was producing so he just hit us up independently asking if we had any ideas that might fit you know this certain requirement you know the the holiday theme horror known him for years so we just met up informally a couple times for dinner uh, we pitched him a bunch of ideas and he's, and he picked, um, one that he thought that would be good, a good fit and that, um, the other producers would like. So, you know, we, we wrote up something informal. I don't really remember how much at first. And then he took it to his higher ups. Um, they liked it. So then we, uh, developed it a bit more into a pretty short treatment. I want to say, I don't, really don't remember. I think it was maybe like four pages and then, got some notes and then they liked that. So they, we did an outline for them. And I think the outline was like 12 or 15 pages. And then, and then, um, got some more notes and then they took that and outlines from other 
like one or two others that they had and then uh that was at Bloomhouse and then they would pitch that to Hulu and then Hulu had the final say. So we went all the way to the to the end but I see. we didn't get it. But that's it, it was really okay. I mean, it's you know, it was actually like a really good experience, so and then through that whole process, you're not getting paid anything. You're just pitching, basically? Just pitching. And then I, the idea would be that if it gets picked up, then they you do like back pay for the, <clears throat> for the work that you've done. And then also then there's, you know, fees for the writing. And um, there would be a chance in that case that we'd also be able to direct, which would, which would have been awesome. Right, right. And then were these – was this for a feature-length film or for a short or what was the type of movie? Yeah, it's a feature film. I mean, it's technically a TV series because it's on Hulu um, and they do one one movie a month as part of the Into the Dark series. So, you know, it's technically a series, but yeah, they're all feature films. Oh, wow. So they're like an hour and a half long? Yeah. And then where do those go? Do those only live on Hulu or do they get other distributed other, other ways after that? Well, I guess that's just up to them what they want to do. As far as I know, they're just only on Hulu. I mean, they may have done some limited theatrical for, for, you know, a couple of them in the beginning. I'm not really sure though. Mainly just on Hulu. Right. Well, that's still awesome. I mean, what a great opportunity that would have been. Uh, but I mean, are, is it still open to like maybe pitch on another one later down the line or is it sort of like that door closes for now? No, I mean, it, the experience was really good and, you know, it seemed like everyone was into it. We all worked well together. And so definitely the door's open. I mean, that's that's really the a great you know, benefit of having done it. Plus the producer. I mean, we've been friends a long time. And so we've always wanted to work together. So it's just, I think it's just a matter of time and finding a project that's the right fit. Nice. Awesome. So, uh, so how long did that process take? That was like from, I don't know, when to when? I forget the exact months, but I mean, it was probably a month or two. Very tight like, turnaround. All right. Well, yeah. So not so long. So it wasn't like this drawn out for no months and months and months waiting to hear back well, all that stuff. No, it's very quick and they have to move so fast. I mean, I think they're shooting for November. They're shooting in June or July and then it's like one month. I mean, it's like a pretty hectic schedule. So they release one of these a month for every holiday or is it just for certain holidays? No, one a month. Oh my gosh. So so they're constantly releasing features basically? Yeah, I think on the first of every month, Hulu releases a new one. Wow. Holy moly. Have you seen any of these things? Yeah, they're... they're, I've seen, I think like four or five, maybe. I mean, they started last October. I don't think I've seen May's. I don't think I've seen this month's. And what are the holidays? Like, is it like Mother's Day for May or something? Or is is like, do you know, are they just changed depending? Yeah, I don't know which holiday they choose. I mean, I know that they did, you know, October was Halloween and then Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't remember what some of the, April was April Fool's and. Right. You know, so February is probably Valentine's Day, you know, New Year, January, New Year's or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's cool. Um, And then, yeah, have you been working on anything else or has that been the main thing that you've been pitching lately? Well, that that ended, I guess, a couple of months ago. So, I mean, mostly, geez, I've been working on release. I got another book coming out in a couple of weeks at the end of May, May oh, 31st. Yeah, awesome. So I've been getting everything together for that. I'm going to release a short film like exclusively through the book, which I haven't seen yet. So I think it's kind of cool. But when you buy the book, you get like uh, a link to the short film that I made last year, which I don't know. Did you see it? The zoo one? I I watched it. Yeah, it's really weird, but I like it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I wanted to try and find like an interesting way of releasing that went on the festival circuit a little bit and, um, you know, I just decided to do it like this because I've never really seen it before released like with a book or like a film as a bonus to a book. So, um, and it kind of all fits with the theme of the book. So, um, so that, that's been cool. Been getting everything ready for that. And nice. Then writing pilots and we've got a script out with, let's see, I don't know. Actually, you know, Jack and Justin who are on the show. They're, they're oh, working yeah. on with us on a, a script that, we're hoping that uh, they can direct. Oh, cool. So that's been moving in coverage back from their agents and we're just starting to get that, that back. So looking forward to that. Nice. Writing pilots for myself, trying to get better at one hour pilots. I mean, I never really, never wrote one before until wow. six months ago. So that's like a new territory. So what do you do with a pilot when it's done? Do you just try to like get it to a producer for them to pitch it to a network? Is that the idea or? I mean, for this, this would be for going after representation. Oh, okay. 
So Got I'm it. not trying to get it made or anything. I, I'm just, it's literally just trying to show off or, you know, show writing skills that I can, you know, do things properly and write something that's intriguing. And, you know, so I got an original pilot, uh, hour long and then actually wrote a twilight zone spec oh nice and trying to get something together for a third one i'd like to do three this year and just um get things ready so with the twilight zone spec do you like try to send that to jordan peele or his people to see if they'll read it or is that more just like again for the representation yeah i mean it's it's actually a short story that i wrote that i thought well this could be a good spec this could be a good um spec for just for showing you know simply for writing sample um since the twilight zone came back it's like fit pretty well so yeah it's just, it's just really just for writing samples nice and then so here's a question so you're working with jack and justin on you know writing this this script for them to direct and you're working with their agents and they're reading your scripts and stuff like what stops you from approaching their agent and being like hey well we don't have representation what about representing us or is that like not appropriate to ask that question or is that like more like jack and justin might would, would have to introduce you in that way or like how does it work yeah i mean i i think maybe that's something down the road i think it's a little like premature for that but but basically the script's already written um it's something that we'll probably work on but they pass they pass it on to their agents and you know they said that they'd like to direct it and you know it's just something else in the pipeline hopefully that that gets gets traction i mean maybe that's something that you know we could we could get representation on i'm, I'm not really sure but i think we're just kind of waiting and um seeing what comes of it right now nice so yeah so with the writing what is your approach for the pilots? Are you do, do you just try to come up with an idea that you like, or are you trying to write to things that are popular now? Like, how do you approach starting this pilot? I mean, really, I just I spend a lot of time just developing ideas, and so if something comes up, or it's you know, I try to develop an idea and then pick the medium for it. So there's one particular idea that I've had for several years, and just decided, hey, like, what the hell? I'll try it as an hour long. I'm really like learning. Cause it's like a totally new format for me. So I almost do like, I'll usually just do a first draft of something just to see if it has legs and like, it is something that'll work and get through it and then kind of reevaluate. So I, I did a draft, I think in November and let it sit for months. And then I just started coming back to it this week. And so I'll be, be rewriting. Um, yeah, I mean, I take, you know, as far as these, this project and other pilots that I'm going to do. It's really just really getting the ideas down in a way that that I can really clarify and make sense and keep everything contained and try to just write really well. Like I'm just trying to make them really solid as 60 minute pieces. So I don't really truthfully know 100% what I'm doing. I'm just writing hour long scripts and, and then seeing where I get. I mean, I'd like to get some eyes on it. I'd like to get some coverage. I'd like to put a little money in into like a um like a writing um someone to like really give me notes and work on it with me but that's why i kind of want to do two or three and then um see what i've got it's just a big experiment at this point and just pick which one's the best once you have more than one written and then like put more energy into the one that you like the most yeah i think i just want more experience writing these so because i've never never done it so this one that i'm rewriting now i'll do a rewrite let it sit and then Hopefully, if I can come up, really solidify uh, another one, then I'll, I'll do a draft of that and then go back to the other one and do another rewrite and then get that moving and then do a rewrite on the second, you know, on the next one. And well, let's just go back and forth between all of them, basically. Yeah. I mean, I really try to not put any one project on a pedestal. I try to keep just like a lot of, you know, pans in the fire, so to speak, on different, different right. projects and then just bring them all along. Yeah, yeah. And so when you do the pilot, are you thinking at all about I don't know what they call like a show Bible or like character descriptions or anything like that. Or are you like literally just treating it as one self-contained story and not really getting bogged down on like, this will be like the protagonist and this person's later going to become the villain. And these two characters are going to have like an ongoing arc here, or is it not really that in depth? I'm, I'm not approaching it as a show. I mean, I definitely think that like this idea that I'm working out right now could be a show, but, um, you know, I'm really trying to make them contained and, and I guess, you know, for the ending of the, of the pilot to switch it so that, or, you know, like really up the stakes so that when it ends, you can see where the next episode or the season might go, but I'm not focusing on that. I'm really just focusing on like one 60 minute pilot. That's, that's, you know, really good. 
Uh, that was some advice I got from um, a buddy of mine who's a development executive at Amazon. He, um, a couple, of, you know, when I talked to him last, he really was, when I was asking him about this, he just said, was really pushing to just make it self-contained and make the ending like explosive so that people really want to know when they read it where it's going to go. But not to spend time on trying to pitch it as a show because it's just not something that's going to like happen, you know, w- with the position I'm in, it's just not something that's going to happen. I mean, maybe, you know, feasibly best case scenario, it could sell, but it wouldn't be me running the show, you know, it would, not, right. not with the, my experience. So they're basically, as a someone who does, hasn't run a show before, hasn't written a bunch of things or directed a bunch of... Well, you've directed two features, so I don't understand why you don't have enough experience. Is that just because they want you to have directed a bunch of shows in order to run your own show? Is that the deal? Or? I mean, it's just not typically something that happens. You know, they're putting... I mean, it does it does happen, but it's pretty, pretty rare. I mean, like, I know of... My buddy is acting in a show. I don't know if I'll say where it is. I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, and like the showrunner, um, it is maybe he did a feature, like a really small web thing. But it's basically his first show, and and it it got picked up, and he's running it. So it does happen, and it could conceivably happen for me. I mean, with Jordan's experience in TV now, like it could, it could, but. Um, again, like I'm really just focusing on the writing sample. Yeah, you're not like trying to put all these lofty goals, lo- like weight them onto your work. You're just trying to get the work to be good yeah. and make that the focus. Yeah, that's basically like my philosophy now is just try to make the work as good as it can be and, and whatever happens, happens, you know, we'll deal with that later. Yeah. And then are you still doing your copywriting job right now? Uh, or did you find other work, the more closer to, uh, you know, filmmaking or something? No, I'm still doing copywriting, which is great. I mean, it it uh, pays all the bills and flexible schedule. And, you know, I'm not going to be leaving that anytime soon, it looks like. Um, right. Which is yeah, fine. unless like somehow you were to get picked up on a show or hired or as a writer or something like that. But yeah, yeah. Do you just feel like that's not that likely to happen at this stage? It could. I, I'm totally open and like always pursuing things. But um, you know, I've just been like doing this long enough to know that like I'm not letting go of anything until something's for sure. Right. Um, just that's just like the nature of writing. Like things come in waves and then sometimes it's just dry. So, you know, I, I've been through all of that before. I don't want to let go of anything. Right. We're going to hold on to your security basically. Yeah. And it, like the job's cool. Like I like writing copy. It's, it made me a lot better writer writing nice. other stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have any besides, cause you said you want to write three pilots this year. Is there anything else that you're working on writing wise, um, that you want to try to accomplish this year or directing wise even, or, or, or is it just really those three pilots? Yeah. Well, I actually, so I got a book coming out in a couple of weeks, but I wrote a, I actually wrote a novel this year, which was cool. I didn't really mean to, but, but then I just decided to do it. And so I finished the draft of that, like a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to let that sit. Congratulations. Thanks, man. That'll come out next year. Um, And so that's actually something that Jordan and I are going to be looking at to try to see if it's something we could actually make because I basically wrote the book to see if it could work as a movie. And I actually think it's good. It's a nice little contained little story. Um, So I'm going to be putting that together for him to look at, but I wrote it all by by hand. So it's like, 200, 200 pages that I need to transcribe and rewrite for wow. him. And then, you know, we'll take a look at it. So, so there's that. And then, um, Jordan and I are going to do a music video for, uh, a band we like. Um, I always try to work with a band called the OCs or I guess they're just OCs now down in LA. So they've got an album coming out this year. We're going to do a, a video for them. Oh, that's awesome. So you get to get, get to direct something later this year. That's nice. Yeah. I think we have a pretty cool little concept. It's another weird piece. So, um, it's actually kind of similar to the one that you and I did, um, oh, cool. for electric strawberry. Nice. It's a little similar to that. So, um, yeah, I think those are like, that's like mostly what I'm doing this year. I'm don't know if that, there's probably something else. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like plenty, you know, writing, making a music video. Uh, you wrote a novel that you're going to adapt into a feature probably. Like, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's fun, man. I'm just trying to, like, stay busy and plug away. I, I've i just kind of made this decision, like, last year to 
get rid of all my free time. You know, I basically like have getting rid of gotten rid of like all of my free time to just kind of do this and oh wow i love it so you don't you don't like do anything social right now really you're just like focusing on the writing mainly well i do do a lot of social stuff but it's it's more like i have to make sure that the writing is all in a good spot and that i've hit my you know daily goal oh wow. and, I, and that i've you know i i really that kind of is comes first and then whatever i can do on top of that i mean i gotta stay sane you know so Right. Got to have social time. And I, I climb a lot and surf. So, you know, that stuff's all really important to me. Oh, nice. Um, and um, like for the writing quota, does it change what it is? Or is there a certain number of pages you have to hit every day? I've been experimenting with it for the novel. I just said three pages a day. So o- only three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Three handwritten. They're, they're a bit longer than if they were typed. But um, right, right, right. But, you know, it's something that's easy. It's not necessarily easy but it's doable you know i think that's like the most important thing is just to pick a goal that's doable so um three pages a day you know it takes take me like an hour because i just write extremely fast and for a first draft i don't censor myself a whole lot so oh wow um so it's it's a doable thing so you know when i have a thing that i'm actively writing on a first draft i just want to make sure to plow through. That's kind of the way I do it. Nice. And so what about this novel or the story makes you feel like it would work well as a feature? Is it something that you could do for like very little money where you wouldn't have to ask permission to make it like where you could just self fund fundraise on your own self. Yes. Yeah, self fund the movie and then just do it that way. Or what is it about this thing that makes it seem like you want to go after well, it? Well, Again, like we'll have to like see and make sure, but I think one thing I like about it is that it's so contained. It's an it's another kind of small town story, so um, there aren't that many locations, and it's really about it's a really simple setup, but it's kind of loaded with a lot of drama. So it's it's just sort of like an easy concept to get. Um, it's a very A to B story. I like keeping things simple. I don't like overcomplicating things. So it's not multiple protagonists or anything. It's just very A to B story. And um, you know what the stakes are. You know what needs to happen for the movie to end. It's easy to hang on to. Um, Those are some of the things I like about it. And yeah, it's something that like we could conceivably do on a low budget, uh, shoot it quickly. Um, You know, so definitely those are all attractive to me. Anything simple. Nice. Awesome. And I remember when I talked to, I think, I don't know if this made this on the, on the podcast that either came out because a couple episodes that we did together just came out, but uh, you talked a lot or you and Jordan were talking a lot about trying to write something that really matters. And that isn't just making a movie to make a movie because there's so many movies and you guys have made lots of things before. It's like, you really want it to be important and it to matter do you feel like you found that with the novel? It matters enough. Like, I don't think it's going to like change anyone's, you know, life or anything, but it's, it's something that's, I can grasp and hold on to. It's something that's easy to understand. And it's something that, um, you know, is still personal to me. So I don't think it's, yeah. I mean, I try not to put anything on a pedestal really. I just think that it's what, what attracts me to stories a lot is, um, having like really clear stakes because like with our last movie with Age of Reason, it you know it's a pretty weird movie. It's not something that's you can easily grasp onto. So I, I'm more you know anything that's really specific, um, and that's that I can just see it see it from A to B. I, I'm kind of interested in. So, um, yeah, I'm really trying to like just pick concepts to write that. Um, yeah, you just kind of get when you. It sounds silly, but you just kind of understand right away when you right. hear it. So right, yeah, it's funny because like you're talking about, it's simple, it's easier to understand, and I feel like to someone who may be listening who does, you know, hasn't written a bunch or maybe hasn't struggled with making a bunch of movies yet or is just starting like that might not make a ton of sense, but to me, I understand exactly what you mean because. 
if you lose your audience because you've overcomplicated things, like that's like a really easy thing to do. And I think sometimes if you just keep the beats straightforward and the narrative clear, it can help make the movie resi- like resonate so much more with the audience, you know? And like, you know what this character is trying to do and you know what's good or bad for this character, basically. Yeah. Is, it, is that what you mean? Or am I on the same, are we on the same no, page yeah. here? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like just, um, yeah, no, that, that's exactly right. I mean, keeping things simple and engaging is the hardest thing to do. And I think that's what attracts me to it because in the past or like when I'm just given, you know, when you're just kind of given a canvas, it's really easy to overcomplicate things or to, um, I guess, paint over problems. Like, like I, there have been times when in other projects where I can recognize that something isn't going to quite work or that it's a problem, but instead of fixing it and sort of gutting the project from the inside out, I might just sort of like, you know, put a sheen on it and like make it work, even though it doesn't quite work. So I really want to get down to like the root of, you know, what's this story about? Like, what is it, what are the stakes for the character, for the world, for the internal life of the character? What's the emotional need? Like, let's get really specific. Because then once you do that, then you can have fun with style. You can really use the camera to tell a story. Um, And so that's something I know, you know, Jordan and I have just been trying to refine over the years. And I think we're finally, I mean, I think we're getting better at every script or every project. We just, it just keeps getting better. So... I'm just going to keep keep going. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel like engaging is like a key word there because I think the more th- like easily that the audience can understand what your character wants and needs and what their focus is, their focus is or what they're trying to accomplish, like the more you, you're engaged by it. But if you're, I mean, I feel like there's some mystery is okay to some degree, you know, and like not necessarily knowing what a character's intentions are can sometimes be good. But I feel like the more that you give the audience, like you said, to hold on to, right? I mean, I feel like it's the, it helps it become more engaging. Um, which is something that I've been trying to do with the alternate this whole time I've been rewriting it. It's just trying to make it clear to people, like what's happening, why he's doing what he's doing, either version of the character. And then, you know, making sure that it, it is ex- as exciting to the audience as it is to me. You know, yeah, well, real quick, let's uh, I want to hear more about the alternate because I haven't talked to you about it in a while. Um, right, are you uh, are you still are you writing it, uh, still rewriting it, or where are you at in that process? So, I finished a big rewrite in November of last year, like so late last year, and then, um, pretty much since that rewrite, I've been kind of calling that like the sort of like locked sort of script, I guess. Uh, and I've even been working on pre-production elements um, with myself and then with my cinematographer. Uh, I know it's going to do at least a couple more rewrites or I'm going to do a couple more re- rewrites on it before we shoot. But there's one I want to do right now where it's it's, bas- it's almost even just one scene. It's like a new introduction to the alternate universe scene, basically. And it, it was based off a conversation that I had with my cinematographer of like how we were going to shoot it. And he had this really great idea and it just sort of changes. It's not really changing story. It's more changing like the action the character takes, you know? Um, so that's exciting. And then once we cast the movie, I'm going to have to rewrite it to fit the actors to some degree, you know, but, uh, we're not quite there yet. We're getting close to casting. It's just, uh, you know, like we, we're, we're basically in a point where like, if I was a little bit more, uh, if I had more time, let's put it that way. <laughs> if I wasn't so busy, like I'd probably be able to be pushing the casting a little bit forward a little faster and sort of taking some of the advice from previous guests on the show and co-hosts who do their, their own casting and just reach out to managers and agents directly. Like I could be doing that work now if I had the time, you know, um, it's just, I don't really. I just haven't really had a lot of time to do, to do those things. Um, but like, I know what I'm going to be able to offer an actor. So since I know that number, what it is, like, I think I can start making offers and start making, presenting things. But at the other hand, my producer, Jeff is, keeps on telling me like, don't try to reach, don't try to cast anybody until you're two months out from production. And we're not two months out yet. So 
I feel like in another way, maybe I'm too early. I should just wait, you know? Um, but I still want to start like feeling things out and reaching out to people soon. So I think in June, maybe that'll start happening to a bigger degree. You know, so are you shooting this year then? Yeah, you mentioned it. Oh, yeah, wow. we're shooting this year for sure. Uh, That's amazing. It's gonna be late October, early November, um, and I've sort of just decided, like, even if I only have what I have now as far as funds, I'm just gonna go do it anyways. You know, and good probably like you know have to do a, a crowdfunding campaign and use the teaser trailer I shot last year for the for the crowdfunding um you know video whatever so right now the rough timeline is um crowdfunding in late August you know so probably launched somewhere around August 25 or th- something like that you know and then yeah probably make it a 30 day campaign maybe a 15 day day campaign if I feel feisty and I really want to get it going uh, because you know I've heard from a lot of people that that 15 days is plenty and that like if you do 30 it's like you do all your work in like the first three and the last three or something like that like that's mm-hmm. where you get most of your your donations and then it's like that middle chunk those like whatever uh 24 days or something like they don't really matter that much um so you really like what's the point like just do a shorter campaign you know um so i might do that might do 15 um probably do a seed and spark most likely um but maybe kickstarter i don't know but so you're yeah. going to are you going to do so then you're thinking about just you're not going to do an all or nothing campaign uh, m- maybe I don't know. I mean, Seed and Spark is kind of half all or nothing. I think they're like eighty percent or something. Like if you get to eighty percent, then like it's like your green light number or whatever. Um, so I might I might do that. Um, I'm not really so concerned with that because I know that I'm gonna hit the number no matter what, you know. Um, and we'll probably ask for like twenty. I think just keep it reasonable, you know, not not ask for too much and just try to hit the that twenty thousand. And if we can go above the twenty, then great. But if not, so be it, you know. Um, nice. I, I also think we'll get some more funds, um, you know, near the end. Like I think there's some people that we've talked to, and other people who have sort of know about the project that once we hit that. Uh, once we we have a production date set and we're in pre-production and it's actually happening that they're gonna you know hopefully uh be able to to put to make some commitments that they haven't made um you know to this point so we'll see if that's actually true or not i i think it will be i mean i don't really know of course but uh I get the sense that, you know, we'll, we'll get a a little bit more funding once we're like, right, like ready to shoot, you know? Um, yeah, that's what I've found is like, once it's like a go, uh, people definitely step up. Right. Right. So, I mean, I mean, I should just set dates now basically is, is really the the thing. Like I should just have my production date set. I mean, I, I really just, I just really need like a day off to like look at a calendar and be like, these are the, the, and I have to finish my schedule. Like I have a work in progress schedule done. And I think I, I've got like, like two, like, I don't know. I think two thirds of the movie scheduled in this rough schedule that I've been working on. So once that's done, I feel like then I'll be better, feel better about setting deadlines when I know these are the amount of days that I need. Uh, but it's probably going to be like 16 or something, you know, something, something pretty small. Wow. Um, what did you shoot your movie in? Was it like 25 or something? For age of reason, I want to say it was like five and a half weeks. Oh, damn. So you went over 30 days. I don't remember. I mean, maybe it was, maybe it was four and a half. I I really, I don't remember. I know we shot for like most of all of September into October. October a little bit so oh well but yeah so you're gonna be shooting up up north then probably I mean almost certainly I I think we'd have to take like somebody having the perfect house like in Los Angeles or something like that in order for it to happen elsewhere I think otherwise we already have a potential location here which um you know my cinematographer isn't the hugest fan of but I think given that we can get it for a slam and deal, it's almost like we just have to, you know, unless I was to raise a bunch more money. But I mean, I I am going to do my due diligence. I am going to look for other location options. I just feel like, yeah, unless like I hit the jackpot, like, you know, I would need like another like, 
probably ten, fifteen thousand dollars just for location fees, and you know I, I don't have that kind of, <laughs> have no, that kind man, of money. Use, yeah, use what you got for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's the right way to go. I mean, sure, my cinematographer is going to have to struggle with lighting, and he's not going to be able to do everything the way that he wants to necessarily. But I mean, hey, you know. My producer keeps on saying, he's like, Hey, if he has the money to kick in to, 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 to fund the locations by all means, but you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, he's not doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're going to let me say hi to you on set, right? For a oh, day, yeah. like half oh, a day. Absolutely. Yeah, set. please. Okay, good. Yeah. I'd love for you to show up if you're, if you're around. Um, yeah, I'll you make know. a trip up to, I'll be probably coming up during that time and oh, I'll definitely nice. come by. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's been good to like commit to this and like know that we're going to shoot this year and that, you know, even, even if I lost money, <laughs> somehow people went into like somehow I, I had to give money back to certain investors. I, I still would just make, I would just do it. You know, it's just, it has to be made now. It's just, it can't go, it can't go on any longer. It's been too long. It's been too many years. It's been too much time, too much, too much hard work. Um, you know, like, if I was going to raise $500,000 or a million dollars to make this movie, um, I, it would have happened by now, you know? So I could kind of get a sense for like how much we're going to be able to get. And, you know, I think it's just like waiting for some miracle for more money to come in. It's just it's stupid. So it's just time. Well, you might also, yeah, as you keep going, you might actually raise funds as you go. So... Right. You know. Yeah. 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 You talked about that. That happened on your movie, right? That you guys thought you were going in with a certain budget and then you went in with it. Then you ended up making it for much more. Yeah. I mean, once we decided, okay, we're doing it for 35,000, like that's it. We're just, we're going to do it. We started, you know, really just making moves to make that happen. Then actually, you know, more people joined and joined and, and it went, it went well. Um, nice. So I, I definitely have seen that happen. I think on Fever Night, um, our first movie that kind of happened too. I mean, once you, once you say you're doing it, like people, people want to be involved, you know? Yeah. They want to, they want to help like make, make it Who happen. doesn't like making a movie? I mean, some people don't, you know, some people aren't interested. Sure. Some people feel like it's a waste of time or, Oh, you, you're not an Avengers movie. Like, why should I care about your movie? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, people who like movies who are your friends or, you know, they'll, the people in my experience, like are always interested and want to help, you know? So it's, it's always, I don't know. You might be, might be surprised. Right. 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 Yeah. I guess you never know. Um, yeah. So I've been working on that and that, that's been exciting. Um, you know, it's also just been a really busy year for me on the corporate video stuff. Like I haven't really stopped working since January. Um, it's just been nonstop one thing after another. And I'm like juggling like three jobs right now. So it's, uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty busy, but I mean, good. It's good to be busy. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, aren't as busy right now. And, you know, I've, I've never had a year this busy before ever. So I'm just trying to embrace it and enjoy it, you know, and then, you know, make sure that in June or July that I start turning down some work if I have to, if, if I'm, if it's, if it stays like this, I'll start to have to turning things down and then giving my, myself more time to work on the feature and, you know, really spend a lot of time in pre-production and not, you know, and, and sort of like make it like the, the most important thing in my life and not just, you know, my side project or, or the thing that I work on when I have free time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man. I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's a long time coming, but I'm, I'm really thrilled and I know that we're going to make a really great movie. Um, no matter, you know, what kind of talent we get in there or what, um, you know, what happens, what budget the budget ends up being. I know it's going to be a good movie either way. And I know that I'm going to be really proud of it. And I'm just, um, I'm really excited to, to, to take, to take the leap and do it, you know? Um, and I'm also just, I feel, I guess I feel really confident about the project. And I think that's probably because of the teaser trailer and that I'm really happy with how the teaser trailer turned out. So, I think that's part of the reason. And I'm just sort of not really trying, trying not to worry too much about like all the big challenges that we have, but I know that we'll overcome them with the right team and everything. So yeah. Yeah. I think it, it'll be good. Ah, uh, dude, I'm, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thanks man. Yeah. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm also just making stupid, stupid decisions too. Like I'm, I'm directing another, uh, co-directing, I should say a short film that we shoot in like two weeks or a week and a half now. Yeah. It's like a little horror comedy thing. Um, that a producer who's helping me with the alternate wrote and we're co-directing together. So it's sort of like going to be a warm up project to when we actually go shoot, um, you know, the alternate. So that's going to be exciting. Um, but I just, I'm a little, I, I feel good about it. I mean, I've done like a couple scouts. I've, I've done some good prep work. We've done it together, I should say. But yeah, I really, I, I'm so busy between like basically na- between now and when we shoot the short, I work every day. So right. <laughs> it's just like, it's stupid. Like I just, I'm going to have to like scout after I finish shooting. Like we have some puppets that we've made that, that we've had made for this, like, cause it's got some special effect sort of parts to it. And I have to go see the puppets, like, you know, after I should shoot for eight hours or whatever. So I'm just going to be really <laughs> tired next week, but I, what I've realized is like, no matter how tired you are, no matter how much work you have, um, you know, it's only a week, it's only two weeks, it's only a few days. And then, you know, you'll have time to re- recuperate after that. So I'm just looking at like after Memorial Day weekend, that's when we shoot the short film that like in June or the very end of May, like I'll just be able to recharge my batteries and like slow down. And then like in June will be like when like I'm slowing, hopefully slowing down on corporate work and then pushing up towards uh, the alternate, you know, and uh, yeah. get, getting ready for that. That's awesome. So for work right now, you're, you're mainly shooting. Are you doing any editing? Yeah. So shooting and editing. Um, wow. Yeah. I have like this one big project that I was really lucky to get where we're, sh- we're shooting 15 days. Um, you know, we've already done nine of them. I think we have six left. Um, so that, that's been really fun. And that was like shooting little profiles on a bunch of different Bay area businesses. So like every day is a different business. Um, and like, you know, same kind of formula, like B roll interviews. And then usually like, depending on what the business is, there's like one, like B-roll action that we get, like whether it's like, oh, they're a bake, they're, they're bakers and they're going to bake some cookies and a cake and we're going to shoot them baking that stuff. Like that's one example. Or if they're like a PR firm, like they'll have a business meeting and we shoot the business meeting, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's been fun. It's been like a four person crew, like an audio guy, two shooters and a producer or a director. And so, um, that's been really cool. So that's one thing. And then I'm not editing any of that. That's just, just shooting. Um, but then I did a, a series of, um, investment videos or like, I guess, uh, investment firm videos, I guess you'd call them like financial firm videos. Oh, nice. So, so we shot those in, um, I guess February and I spent like most of March and April editing them. I guess oh, maybe we shot we shot in March. Must have shot in March. That's good money. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. We have what like I that's what so I've been <laughs> what I've been doing is like going to these these they're like little eight hour six hour shoots for the for this other project, and then I'll be turning in edits before and after I go to those shoots. So yeah. I edited like what was it? It was like seven videos for that. Um, and I have all of them finalized, but one I'm just waiting on notes on the last one wow. and that, and that'll be done. But then I'm also doing another project, this, uh, <laughs> this mural project where there's this artist is painting a four story tall mural in a, in a hotel courtyard. And so we're doing time lapse of the whole thing for, for, for a month straight. Um, so I go check in on the GoPros like every few, three or four days just to make sure they're still <laughs> running and they didn't die. And then, you know, I don't know if you know anything about GoPros, but like, although they have power plugs and you can plug them in, they only run off through the battery. So even if they're charging, they're still like sucking down the battery. So you can have it go for like five days straight, but it'll suck the battery down while it's going. So like, even though it's being charged, you still have to change the battery every like whatever. Yeah. I mean, the longest I've done so far is like five days, but you know, it might, it probably could go for more like eight days, but I, I still just like been trying to be careful and not wait too, too long on all that. So, wow. And then we're, and then we're also doing interviews and like extra B roll of the artist. So like I shot for that this morning, we did our second interview and shot some B roll of, of him painting. And then I'm editing that one. So that one I do have to edit, but, but luckily <sighs> I, I, I don't have a deadline. So that, that's like good and bad, right? Like it's good that there's, 
I don't have to have it done by like June 1st, but it's bad because like that will probably hang over me for, you know, the rest of June probably. Wow. But it's also a really fun project because it's like, yeah, time lapse. So we got, we got a drone for it. So we were shoot, we did a drone shot of, of the mural, which was cool. Um, I did crash the drone. <laughs> but that's okay. It didn't die. It still survived. So we're going to go back. We have to do more drone shots. We were going to do one today, but it was raining. So we couldn't do it today. So we'll, we'll probably do that next week. Some, sometime it's like in between the other shoots, right? I have to like go there and shoot B roll. So it's like, I've got like four days on this other thing. And then like the morning before one of our shoots, we're going to go check in on, on the mural on the GoPros or like, yeah, something like so. It's just it's pretty crazy right now. It's just really busy. Yeah. Um, For the yeah. drones, what what camera do you have mounted on them? So the drone that I have is the Mavic uh, Two um, Zoom. So it's a DJI uh, drone, and it's got the camera built into it. Oh, okay. But it's like some fancy. It's like a Hasselblad camera or something. It's like some Swiss camera that they've put into their newer drones. It's like, so it's a really nice camera, I guess. Um, and it's really not, it's, you know, it was, it was a little bit of money, but, um, it wasn't that expensive. Uh, but you know, it's sort of being covered by the project, which is nice. Um, you know, so it's been really good to just get a couple of new pieces of equipment and get to play with them, you know, and, and add them to the video because it's funny, like, you know, one drone shot or two drone shots in a two minute video. It's like, it's like what, three seconds, but it's going to, you know, add the, to the production value in a big way. And, and it's the right project for a drone. Cause everyone does drone shots these days, but like this one, since it's such a big fucking wall, like it actually looks really cool to like show it like, you know, either flying up it or like doing one of those pullback shots or whatever. Like they just, it just looks really neat in that context, you know? Yeah. Oh man, that sounds great. Do you have any test footage or anything? Uh, I want to see um, it. I want to see yeah. the, the, the drone footage of I'll, something. I'll, I'll, so I, I can't share it. With oh no, not publicly. that one. But if you have any other stuff, I definitely no, want to see what you're, what you got. I, I can, I can show you my, I'll show you my drone shot. I'll, I'll text it to you. All right, cool. Uh, I have it on my phone. <laughs> Nice. But, uh, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun getting to, to do new things. And we got a, you know, we got a new camera at the start of the year. Um, a Sony a7 III, which is this like really oh. nice little mirror, mirrorless camera. Yeah. The, the, they did like the low light. They do really well in low light. Yeah. They're really good for low light. They're really small. So they're really great for car mounts, you know, um, mm. which is one of the things that they're, they really excel at. And they're also really good for, um, gimbals. Mm. So you can get it on, onto like a Ronin S, which is like, the one of the newer gimbals they have and uh it's really lightweight so it's like you basically have a movie but like it, you know that you can hold with one hand because it's so small and light you know yeah well jordan and i've been trying to we were we've been wanting to work with one of those cameras for a while i think i think who do we know i think justin has has one of the older models but yeah we've been we were looking at like test footage from those like in low light a while ago. I mean, this is probably like over a year ago, but I was, it looks so awesome. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's been really good. Everyone's been really happy with everything that we've done. Like all this, uh, these, these videos, cause everything that we shot for that small business project has all been on, uh, the a seven three and our, and our director bought one too. So we've been shooting two cameras, two a seven threes, um, you know, one with a gimbal and then one either sticks or, you know, just two for, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, interviews and, uh, yeah, it's, turned out really awesome we and we got to shoot a lot of cool places we shot at like this clothing store like in east oakland that had like a lot of graffiti art in it and just like lots of color so that looked really cool uh we got to shoot um at a bunch of different restaurants so you know it's really been fun to explore like what the camera can do and how well it handles low light you know and natural lighting in different situations um because we we only have like two three lights basically for this whole thing and a lot of the time we don't have we can't even set them up right because you know we're in a kitchen like in a working kitchen so like we can't put a light while they're trying to like you know make fried chicken sandwiches or whatever it just doesn't really work (laughs) you know right but yeah but no it's a it's a really it's a really great combo like i can't speak higher uh more highly of uh getting the a7 III with the ronin s gimbal like those two tools together paired with like a a sony fixed angled like 35 millimeter or 24 millimeter of like lens that's really small with autofocus it's like that combo is 
incredible because you know if you get a really small lens then it just reduces the weight even more and the gimbal makes it even works even better with the gimbal and then you add the autofocus on there and like suddenly you don't really need a follow a focus puller anymore because if you get your your subject in focus and you're walking with them the lens will keep them in focus and it does a really good job of it so it's like i don't know man modern day technology it's pretty crazy (laughs) well yeah we were talking like oh if we were going to shoot a feature how would we do it and then we were like oh it's should probably use one of these Sony's and deck it out like you're talking about. Right. Just like barely light stuff. <laughs> Just see, kind of like a run and gun kind of situation. Like yeah. uh, something really low budget, sound, sound like a good setup. I mean, you could make a movie for like $10,000 that way if yeah. you uh, if you just use one of those cameras and like, you know, natural lighting and like no crew really. Like you, you could really save a lot. The problem is like when you start adding crew and like you want to shoot on a red with like you know, fancy vintage lenses and you want to bring a grip truck and it's like, then it, it starts to get expensive. But if you free yourself from that sort of idea and you're like, Oh, I was make it on my fucking Sony a seven three shooting mainly on the gimbal, uh, you know, with a pair of sticks and, you know, two light panels as like, suddenly you have a one person like cinematographer, um, you know, grip grip and electric crew and then you know paired with that person with a director and makeup and a sound and a cast like that's all you need and like what i know it's like what seven people you know or six people right yeah because i've been i mean i know jordan and i both really want to try and do if it's if there's an idea and we could do it do something like that you know go back to a skeleton crew and just just do it um yeah depends on the project obviously but like i i definitely want us to experiment with that do a short film or something in in that style and i'm such a i don't know lighting super well and i forget what it was but we were working on this video like last year with these light panels they're similar to kinos but they're different brand and you can adjust the color temperature on a knob oh uh, yeah yeah we have we have something like that they, they're light panel astras i think yeah. are the most popular ones yeah yeah those are great i was like holy yeah. shit you could just that's all you need it's yeah. like man those things are amazing they're they're really popular and um you if you get the battery pack for it it's like you just walk it around put it wherever you want you don't have to worry about plugging it in it's it's pretty great. The thing that really blew my mind that I saw for the first time last year, and I don't remember what they're called right now, but they're basically, it's like a LED tube that looks like like a bigger version of a Diva, like fluorescent bulb. Do you, bulb, do you know what I mean? It's just like a little yeah. fluorescent tube. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they're completely like wireless, right? And they're completely self-contained. So you could just take the tube and you can put it wherever you want, and then you can dial it into any color you want on from your phone or from its remote control or whatever and they come in like packs of four and they're completely wireless and and like or bluetooth or something and uh it's incredible like we mounted four onto a car for um these these motorcycle shots we did so like the the it was like the the camera car had the four lights on it. Uh-huh. So then whenever the motorcycle drove around the car, the motorcycle would be lit by the lights that were on the camera car. And then they're just <laughs> shooting off the, you know, the roof or off the crane on the camera car onto the, the motorcycle. And it was just like, it was incredible. It, lo- it kind of looked like the Ghostbusters, um, you know, vehicle basically with like these little, these, these lights just like rigged all around it. It was pretty neat. Wow. And then they use the same ones that in a motorcycle shop for that same project. They just put them on the shelves like in the back and then just like dialed in light and then just they wanted it to be blue so they just dialed in blue light and like the whole thing just kind of glue glowed blue because they just had these little lights kind of like hidden around around the shop and it's just like dude that that's a fucking incredible tool they're hella expensive though like ten thousand dollars for a pack of four or something <laughs> but they're amazing and i was like and they're so heavy is like, oh. I couldn't, you know, but I mean, that makes sense because of all the technology that are like crammed into these like bulbs, basically. Smart, uh, like smart lights. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called right now, 
but uh, they're they're like quasars, quasars maybe is what they're called, quasar lights or something. I, I'm not sure, but they're pretty cool. But I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm also thinking about for myself for after the alternate that I I don't want to just you know I want to make this movie and I want to make it right and I want to take give give it all the time it needs and really like you know make sure that we nail it in post and that we take our time with it and really turn it into the best film possible. But I'm also thinking about my next feature at the same time and like I don't want to just sit around and like have another five years before I make my next one. Right. So I'm trying to think of like how I can get going on the next one pretty quickly. And so I have a friend who's adapting my short film brother into a feature and I know he's not working on it because he's working on other stuff and he listens to the show. So hi Kellerman. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, he, he's, he's, he's been doing a lot for it and he wrote like, half a draft of the of the feature and then we we went through our own thing on that project we like pitched it to like two different production companies and we were like you know waiting for notes for like three months on one and then we finally heard back and they were like had some crazy notes and then like the week later they're like oh we're not interested and they passed you know mm-hmm. and, but it took like four months for them to pass on it basically oh. um, which was just brutal like waiting and waiting and waiting and then like a year before that we were we were in the same process like, with another production company with the same project so it basically went from one company, took like two or three months for them to turn it down. Nothing happened for a long time. I had a chance maybe to make it somewhere else for like $2,000. And then it just became the point, like, why make it for $2,000 when I could make it for more money myself if I wanted to? Like, that's just not enough budget, you know? And then this other thing happened with this other production company and then nothing. But now basically what I want to do is take that project, the brother, you know, whatever web series feature and then make it a 90 minute thing and then shoot it kind of like what you're saying like just do it super low budget like small crew small cast and you know not so many locations and just tell a fun story you know and just keep making stuff and not just sit around doing nothing that's the worst is where you're just like not making things you know yeah i mean i after uh we made fever night it was like 2009 i was like i don't know what to do with myself i was like so like oh i have to make something right now immediately and so we made age of reason and then then i was like okay i'm done i can't can't do it again but um right i definitely dude i'm like so itching to find something to do like like what you're talking about skeleton crew and and really put money into post like that's that's the big thing for me is like having money for post at this point so i would like totally make it put money on the back end and and not just raise money for that not even touch it and then make a thing as cheaply as possibly can and so yeah I, I like it, man. I'm all about that. Yeah. I mean, the the problem with me that always happens is no matter how cheaply I say I'm going to do something, it always expands, you know? Like if I'm like, oh, I'll make a movie for $3,000, like it's always going to be more than $3,000, you know? It's just like, I can't help myself. Like things just, you know, balloon because I have a great idea or someone suggests something or they're like, oh, my buddy has this piece of equipment that they can bring. And then they bring that thing for free. But then by having that piece of equipment now, suddenly it's made the project more expensive for some other reason, you know, or just, just things tend to get bigger, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if I'm going to have a, you know, whatever sustained career as a filmmaker, like I'm going to have to fight that and just figure out how to do things for less money or it's just not going to happen. You know? Yeah. It's unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it, it is for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what, really quick, I, we, gotta, should, we should wrap it up. We've been talking for almost an hour, a little bit over an hour, actually. But, like, what is what is your goal for the rest of the year? Like, is it just to write those three pilots? Or, like, what, what are you hoping to have achieved by, like, January 1st, 2020? Well, my goal coming into the year was to write three pilots. So... Or, you know, I'll count two pilots in a spec. So I'm, you know, pretty far into that goal. Um, but, you know, and release the book. And, you know, I, I kind of, I wanted to, to write it, see if I could write a novel. And I'd done a draft of that. So I think I'm pretty, pretty good. I mean, I think at the end of the year, I want to have three polished uh, pilots that, like, they're just, they're polished, they're, they're good. I want to move on, but kind of have those just as TV writing samples. That's, like, my focus. Um, and then, of course, you know, promote this book that's coming out. Um, that's just kind of like always on in the background. So, you know, continue that. I want to get this, this novel, uh, in good shape. And I think it's just focusing on this year. I has always just been like focusing on writing. So that that's, that's basically it. And, you know, have fun, do fun stuff like the music video, 
Um, I'm sure something else will come up, you know, like it just always does. So yeah, man, it just, it's, it's really just a writing year, Nice. you know, and also going to release the zoo movie. So, you know, it's nice to have stuff like in different stages. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are you going to release the zoo movie widely after the book's been out for a little while? Are you going to keep it like just as a book exclusive? I'm keeping it exclusive till the end of the year. So it's going to be like six months of, um, of just for people who get the book. Um, so I think that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. And then I'll, I'll release it, um, you know, in full. However, you know, at, at that point, it's like kind of already released. But yeah, I want to do it exclusive, you know, and I can charge a little bit more for the for the book if I do that. Um, or I feel like, you know, it's a good little it's a good little bonus for people. And I've never seen it. I haven't seen that done yet. I'm sure someone's done it, but I just haven't seen it. So I thought it would be. It would just be a cool way of doing it. So that's sort of like the six-month release. Nice. And then one, one other quick question, and hopefully this isn't a really long answer, but <laughs> you know, you've released two books so far. Like, have you seen like any money return from those books? Like, like how has it been? You know, having these books out for people to buy. Like, what what has the results well, been? Well, it's been good. I mean, my goal. I mean, they're not making a lot of money, um, but but that's okay because my goal hasn't been to make a living off of them i don't you know these are books that like i couldn't get i i really would doubt that a publisher would take them because they're short story collections and and you know publishers look for novels and like well-defined genres and that's not really what these are so my expectations for these are really about like showcasing basically first of all like it's a good outlet for me so they're really about like going back to like this old 50s, 60s speculative fiction stuff that I really like that I'm not really seeing done today. It's starting to come back, I think, but it's more in like the 80s. I see a lot of like retro 80s books coming out, but I'm really like interested in uh, a certain aesthetic that I think has a lot of value for today. Um, so I'm more focused on just putting like good work out and uh, getting it to the point where when I start writing novels more regularly, which is what I'm moving into, then I would like to go to publishers and try to get something published and like actually go that route. Um, because I don't want to self-publish forever, but these ones were really about like just getting work out there and getting things moving and, you know, helping me. I think I mentioned this before in other podcasts, but you know, they've done more for my film work than some of my film work even because, you know, producers like what are you working on well here's a book it's got 14 or you know 13 uh short concepts and um some of them are like adaptable so it's a better package to give to people than a script because scripts you know i don't know you get a dozen people's eyes on it and then it's dead you know a lot of times or it's a good writing sample for agents or something but you know in this way i'm really able to get a lot of eyes on it i offer the first book on kindle for free and that's been you know, downloaded, I don't know, 8,000 times, maybe 10,000, maybe 9,000, somewhere between wow, 8,000. Nice. That's awesome. And that's really what you want. You know, you're self-publishing everything I read when I was first starting out was make your first book free. And, and so, um, you know, fortunately, like I have the money to, to invest in good editing, good covers, good design, all of that stuff to make it, you know, a really, I think like, good well put together book but really it's just about getting eyes on it and now i'm starting with this third you know the second and third books i'm charging more for kindles this third book you know i'm charging a little bit more on top of what i did the last book because there's a movie in there um and then you know if you buy it on paperback you get it for free on kindle if people are into that sort of thing so and uh entering into awards like i won award an award last year for the first book um trying to oh awesome keep things moving and in that regard so it's really about getting work out there because with film a it takes so freaking long and b scripts like you know you're not really going to get that many eyes on them so yeah it's, it, <laughs> no it's one just, wants to read know. your script basically yeah but if i hand you like a yeah no one wants to but when i hand people like oh here's like a paperback with you know the, the design on them are always really neat you know it always put time and money and get good people to work on the covers and that sort of thing. So you can, you can see it as a package and you know what you're getting. Whereas a script, it really doesn't have a whole lot of context. It's just a pay, you know, it's just white paper. So right. I don't know, man. Plus I just love it. Like I, I really love nice. writing, writing books and, and, um, 
just going to keep doing that. I, I'd like to just always have that on in the background and just move that into a more professional territory as I, you know, keep writing, uh, keep writing novels and, and other stuff. Awesome. Uh, so do you think you can uh, take us out with an outro here or should I do it or how are you feeling? Oh, I don't have the outro in front of me, so you better All do right, it. I'll do it. Oh, you just talked me into doing both. Okay. Fair enough. I can wing um, it, but I don't remember. Nah, that's okay. So, um, you know, Everyone should know Andrew by now, but, you know, we'll put your links to your stuff, um, you know, in, in the podcast show notes and you, you guys know where to find me as well. But, uh, but thanks everyone for listening and Andrew, thanks for a fun little conversation, you know, a little catch up it was always, always good, good to chat with you. Um, I should have asked you, do you have any final questions for me before we stop? No, I think I asked you. I wanted to just catch up and see how you were doing, man. It sounds like you're busy, nice. which is good. And let me know when you're coming down. Yeah, man. I haven't been to LA this year, which is... Oh, I, actually, I was. I was there for a half a day. Like I, fl- <laughs> I flew to LAX. I did a shoot in LAX, and then I flew back home. Oh, God. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm actually supposed to come back in early June. Um, and I think that one might be two days, so I should actually be out of the airport. So, I'll reach out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> good cool yeah man um so so yeah so you can uh, f- uh find us on uh the internet at making movies is hard.com where you can find the links we talked about in this episode including you know we'll put andrew's uh trailers in there and uh you don't have a trailer for the zoo movie do you no no trailer but you can okay. buy the book and watch it all right cool we'll put the link so you can buy andrew's newest book um i probably said this before i read his first book of short stories which i found very awesome and like right up my alley um so yeah uh, I'm, I'm excited to read the other two at, at some point. I'm not a big reader. I'll admit that right now. I'm more of a movie watcher. But uh, That's fine. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at MMIH Podcast. I'm RFB on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Andrew, are you on those uh, social media things? I am not really, except for my author page at facebook.com slash Andrew J. Schrader, I think. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, and you know we have a, a Patreon page uh, that I don't really promote very well, but you know if you love the show and you want to help me pay my editors eventually, uh, yeah, you can you can give to that. I mean, basically, the whole plan with the Patreon now is like any money that I get from it, I'm just going to give to my editor who's been editing for me for like since Timothy left. So, so yeah, support if you'd like to, no big deal. Um, but yeah, really, really thanks to everyone who's who's been on there, who was still on there. It's really means a lot um and yeah lastly if you like the show tell a friend help us get the word out you can leave a review on itunes or stitcher let us know how we're doing let us know how these co-hosts are working out and yeah andrew thanks again for a wonderful episode yeah man thanks for having me all right talk to you guys next week